It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Tuesday, May 31st, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is going to talk potential head coaches today. All right, let's get to it. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, once again, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here with the always brilliant Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Flyers. You'll keep up to date on all of our episodes and Flyers news. You can also email the show at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. We will have a mailbag this week, so get those questions in to us. Today's show is all about the potential head coaching options. We've been talking about it as we've heard the news in dribs and drabs, but today we are going to kind of look at it holistically and see where we are at for the Flyers. Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening right now. Hit that subscribe button. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Podcast Network. You can also watch us over on YouTube. All right, Russ, before we get into the coaching search, uh, Travis Sanheim, as we know, was playing in the World Championships for Team Canada, who got the silver, which was a little bit of a surprise to me. They lost in overtime to Finland. Um, Team USA lost to Czechia for the bronze. So a slightly different ending. I assume Finland and Canada would be in the final, but I was kind of expecting Canada to win. Yeah, I mean, Canada is not even going to want the silver. They're going to be like, ah, we don't want this. It's terrible. <laughs> well, hopefully they don't throw it in the stands. They won't throw it in the stands. <laughs> but again, you know, it was extra hockey, bonus hockey. So that's good. Yeah. Good for him. Travis Sanheim had a goal and three assists in 10 games in the tournament. So not too bad, I would say. No, no. those That's, you know, that tournament's weird. So you don't know the players sometimes. So yeah. that's why it is a pretty good number. I, th- I think so. All right. So uh, talking about potential head coaches for the Flyers, I feel like we're in week 11 of this saga <laughs> right now. It really does feel that way. But we still don't have a head coach for the Flyers yet. Where we are right now, my understanding, we know they talked to John Tortorella. We know that they talked to Mike Vellucci, which we talked about on yesterday's show and the pros and cons for his candidacy of course he's the assistant coach for the penguins right now and uh was one of the names being thrown about for the non-head coaches we know that they had an initial conversation with barry trotz but we don't know that they've had a formal interview with him yet and i think that's all we know right now that's it we're caught up that is just absolutely baffling i think at this point but the hell of a search as we've been talking about it they've been pretty quiet about this trying to keep everything you know close to the chest and i am a little bit confounded because it's very unclear kind of what direction they're going in entirely because uh, like we've said in the past when they came out with the requirements for the coach it seemed like they really wanted somebody with head coaching experience. Right. Well, I would think so. I mean, that's why the Volucci thing was surprising. But again, 
Just because they said it doesn't mean they're going to do it. Okay, so looking at the other potential candidates that we know about that could be out there, but we don't have any confirmation or information that they've talked to them yet. I think the most obvious one out there is Jim Montgomery, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he's the guy that basically gives the best of all worlds. Uh, if he has guys that'll play heavy, they'll play heavy hockey. Uh, he wants to play offensive hockey. Uh, he, they hold the puck. His teams hold the puck in the offensive zone. They do a really good job of that, and they do a good job of getting it back, which is something the Flyers didn't really do much of last year. So all those things should should be good, and he generally gets a pretty good buy-in. He did have a little trouble with Sagan and Ben, but they were kind of slumping anyhow, so I can't blame mm-hmm. that on Montgomery where they were getting, when he was there, a lot of goals from a lot of different guys, and that's something where the Flyers have trouble with too. So, yeah, I think he would cure a lot of the ills, but... I'm going to guess he's not on their list because he's not, you know, you could have talked to him anytime now. Yeah, I think the interesting thing with him and to give a little more context to his history, obviously, we know he was a player with the Flyers back in the day. So mm-hmm. there is that connection there. But as a coach, he has some championship pedigree, just not at the NHL level right? as of yet. So he coached in the USHL, won two championships with Dubuque in that league. He coached in NCAA hockey at Denver, who's it's a marquee program. Yep. Uh, he he got two conference championships in the six years while he was there and one national championship, won the Frozen Four. So that is not an easy thing to do, winning the Frozen Four. And I think that that is a remarkable che- achievement on its own. And he was a head coach with Dallas where he did get fired um but he entered a substance abuse program Mm -hmm. and he came out of it and uh, was hired by st louis as an assistant coach so he's been there for the last couple of years and you know has been kind of floating under the radar i would say because he's been in that assistant role but from everything we've heard he was doing really well there and obviously you know st louis you know didn't you know, win the Stanley Cup, obviously, they just got knocked right. out. But I think they, to some degree, outperformed expectations um, mm-hmm. f- this year. And so I-, I would assume he was a part of that, right? Yeah. So I do think that, you know, while he hasn't proven himself in the NHL, that he does have that winning pedigree and has a real sense of what the Flyers organization means. And he can put that together so it is kind of bizarre that we haven't heard anything about him being spoken to yeah i just don't get it so speaking of having a flyers connection obviously the next former head coach is rick tockett he's currently on tv uh broadcasting with tnt and uh, we know he was the head coach in arizona and his sort of championship pedigree is with the penguins that is an assistant coach when they won their uh, couple of Stanley Cups. And so while if you look at his record and wins and losses as a head coach, it's not that good. But Mm. also the team was bad. So like he did not have a lot to work with. But I also look at that and say, well, but I think the Flyers are a team that needs to, like the whole has to be greater than the sum of the parts, right? Yes. And can Rick Tockett do that? I don't think so. I, I don't think I, so either. 
I, honestly, I don't think the Flyers want him or he wants them. That's what it seems yeah. like right now, which is crazy because yeah. I, I wouldn't have thought that that would be the case, but it, I, don't, I can't see any other option here. Yeah, it is very weird that that wouldn't be the case, but maybe they just don't think he can do it, like you said. Maybe, and yeah. So they're looking elsewhere. Um, of course, some of the other former head coaches out there, we've talked about Pete DeBoer, um, who was fired by Vegas Golden Knights. We've talked about on this show that he would I mean, be he should have been interviewed already. Yeah, that is kind of a, a, a shame there. Best, best way to interview a guy straight after he gets fired, put him right in there again, interview him, see what the fire is like. If you wait too long, he might just decide to take the summer off and you've yeah. lost an opportunity. Yep. And then uh, also semi-available is Bruce Boudreaux. Um, he can opt out of the contract with Vancouver. But but we have to wait until July 1st, I think, yeah. for that. Yeah, we do. And then also out there, but I would say less likely, but who knows? You never know. Uh, Claude Julian is out there. Uh, Joel Quenville is out there. That's a hard no for me, though. I, he needs more yeah, time, the, in my opinion. The league will have something to say about it. And, and there's a rumor he might go back to Florida. Um, mm. which is, I could see that. So we'll, we'll see how that shakes out, but I don't think he's, he's coming to Philly. And then Mike Babcock. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want Babcock. Um, I think Babcock kind of proved that he's a little too old school at this point. Yeah. Maybe there's a team out there that, that wants that. I just don't think Philly needs that, but I have another name of somebody that's out there that they have not interviewed. Nobody's really talked about that I think deserves another chance. Uh, I'm going to go Kevin Deneen. Uh, I like Kevin Deneen. We've seen him coach what, like a women's team. We've seen him coach like teams from other countries, I think, in the Olympics, right? Yep. That is uh, true. I mean, the guy could coach. His dad was good. He's good. Uh, there's that connection. People like him. He's a very likable guy. He's a, you know, the player's coach. Why don't we hear about Kevin Deneen? I don't know. There's also Paul Maurice, but yeah, Maurice, I think Maurice, I might stay away from um, simply because he spent a lot of time on this one and got not great results. So I get it with Maurice. See what I'm worried about with the Deneen one is um, that the less savvy, and I shouldn't say less savvy, um, the younger people in this search, like Danny Breer or whatever, have no connection to a guy like Kevin Deneen, so they're not even thinking about it. And that worries me a little because, like, the Flyers have some really older people in this search, and then someone mm. like Breer, who's very green in this job. And I just feel like there's an in between there that could get missed. Well, we will talk about our rankings of these guys and our top three of these choices coming up next. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter... They're going to order the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand they happen to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. 
Roth Auto prices are reliably low for every customer from expert mechanics to beginner do-it-yourselfers. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whatever you need for your car, you're going to be able to find it and get your car in shape. So go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you do, write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Thanks for making it Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Russ. So amongst all these names, and also feel free to go off the table mm-hmm. for this one. Who is your number one choice for Flyers coach? It's Montgomery because I feel like he can't be pigeonholed by the fans because he was successful in Dallas. Like it's not his fault. It got cut short. It's an it's an addiction. Like that that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he left the team in good shape for bonus, and they got to the Stanley Cup. Not like Elaine Vigneault, who kind of left things a mess and set them back. So I think based on that, you know, Montgomery uh, has looks pretty damn good here. And there's very little negative that you could say about Jim Montgomery in any part of his coaching ability for any level. Yeah, I, I think um, he's a, a really good choice. I do think I know... It- it's less of a possibility in my opinion, but I still think Barry Trotz is number one on my list. I just think this team needs a level of discipline that he can provide. I think he'll provide the structure that the team needs right now. And I think he's the guy that we need to get these veterans going again. I know he's not as good with the younger players, which could be problematic, but I, I really feel like we need to put that aside to some degree and let the assistant coaches deal with that part of it and really have a leader in the room who is going to get the veterans going and have them playing a structured kind of hockey that will be able to match up against anyone, even if the other team looks better on paper. Yeah, my my number two is John Tortorella because he does more with less. He will make guys accountable. He will actually sit guys. Doesn't matter what they're making. Those are all good things that need to happen to this team because this team hasn't really had that happen in a few years. They kind of need a, uh, a, a, a rude awakening. They do. Yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And uh, we might find John Tortorella on my list, but I'm not telling you where quite yet. Because I do think that Jim Montgomery is a number two for me. I think that, um, and it's also surprising to me, honestly, because I, I really think he's not, to me, a flashy choice at mm-hmm. all. He's just a solid, reliable choice. Yep. And it just felt like through all of this, they needed to make a splash with this hire in some way and really say they went over the top in this search and found this the amazing, most perfect option. And to me, like you can't sell Jim Montgomery that way. But the more and more I think about it and all the points you've made about him on the show so far uh, have make a, a ton of sense. And I, I do think that he brings just a that quiet steady leadership but at the Mm -hmm. same time has that accountability 
that may be behind closed doors, but I don't care where we get that accountability from. Right. It just has to happen. Right. And if and it feels like he's a guy that can work with the players well to make sure that that accountability flows not just from the coaching staff, but through the players in the locker room as well. And just everything I've read about him seems like this is the kind of guy that could do it. And so I would be absolutely thrilled if they hired Jim Montgomery as as the head coach of the Flyers. Um, I just don't know that he's going to provide that punch that the team wants from a management perspective. And like like I said, the the flash mm-hmm. of it in terms of exciting the fan base. So my number three is Barry Trotz. Really, because he's just Barry Trotz. The Flyers don't have the right personnel. They don't have uh, the right GM. They don't have anything right for Barry Trotz to win next year. And I just feel like Barry Trotz is at this point where uh, he he wants to get back to the cup as quick as he can. And the Flyers are not that route. I don't even know if he would be able to do it in two years. And my worry would be that he does get frustrated with the front office you know, because you can see it if he if Trotz goes in there and they don't have a good first season, even though they might get better on the differential and they might be more competitive uh, in the race, they don't make it. So then what? Chuck's gone. So then it's another GM and then Trotz has to deal with another GM. And he probably knows that that's a risk and that's not something that he probably looks forward to. And then, you know, again, now you got to talk to that new GM and try and get the team tailored for Trotz. It's too big of a job honestly i really feel that way yeah i understand what you're saying there i just think that none of that matters in terms of what the team would want to announce at a press conference and that's oh announcing a guy at a press conference bft i mean you know you you could announce whoever the hell you want still doesn't mean it won't be a disaster yeah i mean i don't know i'm not saying trots would be a disaster but i'm not saying it's going to be instant great either because it's not I don't I don't know that he's the best option in the long term, but I do think in terms of the structure, that's why I put him in my number one slot, because I just think this team is all over the place and they need a structured system that is going to be enforced in a more effective way. And he's the best at doing that. And I, I just that's why I did it that way. But I understand what you're saying. Like, here, of, like of Here's what that. I envision. OK, you know, Barry Trotz says, okay, Chuck, go get me, I don't know, um, you know, a tough defenseman, and he names him three names. And just like, you know, any husband who's ever been sent out, or really any significant other who's ever been sent out to the grocery store and is told to pick up something and picks up that something, but it's the wrong brand or it's like, you know, a no name or whatever, you know, and I can see Chuck coming back with this, like, hey, Barry, I couldn't get those guys based on the cap, but I got you this guy. And Barry be like, yeah, okay, thanks. And, you know, that guy's just not good enough. Like that, I, I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a possibility. It, it wouldn't, would not be terrible. Um, I think, you know, like, look, As an example, like in my house, if you say, go out and get ketchup, and God forbid you don't come back with Heinz and you were to get like Hunt, right. you get Hunts. It's like, I might as well no, not come home. you can't do that. No, exactly. you might as well not come home. Yeah. Yeah. I think like for me, even though, again, I feel like it's an outside chance, I still think um, the the third best option for me is Claude Julian. Okay. And I just feel like he is another systems guy. 
And that's why mm-hmm. I, I, I picked him for my number three slot. You know, his teams. Now, granted, they've had the personnel to do it for the most part, when, you know, when he was with Boston, particularly. Yeah, Montreal, think, he struggled in Montreal. He struggled because I didn't think he had the right personnel there to work within yeah. his particular system. But I think his particular system would be okay with the personnel mm-hmm. we have in the Flyers. Me too. And, I, I th- and so I really feel like, that again just from a systems perspective and a structure perspective and being a more disciplined team i think julian is a a really good option for the flyers i also think he is a guy that could do a more of a quick turnaround that they're expecting or at least he could sell himself that way and so that is why julian is in my number three slot and tortorella is in my number four slot just Number four. Missed Just missed out on my top three. Yeah, if I'm gonna do four, I'll I'll um I'll probably go DeBoer over Deneen, but I like mm-hmm. them both. I, I but again, I worry about DeBoer now. The longer you wait, the longer you give him a chance to just say, you know what, screw screw the Golden Knights, they'll pay my way now for this next summer vacation. You know, you lose out on a guy like that because he's not old. He's only fifty three, and he's already been to a stanley cup like i think people minimize that at times they just you know they want to make fun of him oh he's a DeBoer, and you know all that stuff yeah that's great fantastic but this vegas golden knights team was a disaster for him last year he got scapegoated he did all right we are going to talk about what should happen versus what we think will happen with this coaching search coming up to wrap up the show. All right. So this has been a real roller coaster, I think, for us because again, we're in the dark. I feel like we're on Space Mountain where it's like Yes, dark, we are in Space Mountain. And there's flashing lights everywhere and we don't know what's going to happen with the flyers because we don't have a lot of information. We don't know what's coming up around the next bend. We don't know if we're going down a huge hill or we're doing a corkscrew. Um, This metaphor is going on way too long, but um, I I think that for me, we may end up getting a surprise pick. And I think it could be because the people that are not a surprise will say no. That is my prediction. Wow. Um, Let's see. I'm looking for a surprise pick now. Um, All right. I am going to say Ben Gite. The guy who got hired last year by the Maine Mariners. Danny Briere decides he likes him. <laughs> He's bringing him to the Flyers. Well, that definitely would be a surprise. I think that for me, it'd be more likely to be somebody that is an assistant coach right now, like a Mike Bellucci, just because uh, none of the people with head coaching experience say yes to the job honestly and I, I think they're gonna kind of try and sell it like this is the person they wanted all along and they blew him away they're not gonna the win with, they're not gonna win with and, that well, nobody I'm will just buy telling it you, listen, i know this is about predicting it's I know. not about i know <laughs> what should happen this is about what will happen no so, my prediction is uh they will they will hire torts because like you said, they never brought in trots so they can say, listen, we never formally interviewed Barry and you're really our choice. And John will feel wanted 
and he'll get overpaid and he'll come in and he'll be the new sheriff in town and he will absolutely lay down what his expectations are right away and Chuck won't be able to do anything about it. He'll just sit and smile and basically do whatever John Tortorella wants. And in that regard, that's probably good. Yeah. I just, I still have this nagging doubt that Tortorella would say no to the job, that he's like a guy that wants to be in it for the long term and the stability here does not exist enough. Well, it exists for him. Like, he knows they're not going to fire him over piddly stuff. That's true. The Flyers are good about that. That's true. And so he has to believe in what's in the system now and what may be coming. So even that pick this year, you know, would be important. So I think he he would be thinking about those things. Yeah, I think that's definitely a possibility. All right. Well, what do you out there think will happen with this coaching search? What do you want to happen with this coaching search? Let us know. And uh, especially if you have a mailbag question related to it, send those in so that we can answer them for you the next time we do our mailbag on tomorrow's show. We're going to wrap up with our Flyers fun thing. It's not really a Flyers fun thing. It's a Phillies fun thing, but it was just too good man i this absolutely blew me away yesterday at the phillies game where in the second time in nick castianos's career an announcer saying something very deeply serious was interrupted by him hitting a home run and i just like the meme it was one of the most extraordinary memes in the history of twitter and sports twitter and everything about it and you know of course the original one of tom brenneman who was doing a very heartfelt apology for saying something yeah. homophobic on the yeah. air um, while castianos was on the reds and then you know he, now he's on the phillies and in the middle of a you know a very somber memorial day statement about you know the great sacrifice that our veterans have made like Castellanos hits a home run in the middle of it yeah. and the play-by-play gets interrupted. Absolutely bonkers. Twice. Yeah, I mean, that's that's about the only Phillies fun thing you could find because it probably wasn't fun getting swept by the Mets. Well, <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, Russ, you may have to earn some trust back after that Mets statement. It was worth there, it. I don't care. I'll, it was worth it. Look, we all we all have our cross to bear in we our do. sports fandoms. We so <laughs> I'll let that one go. All right. That'll do it for today's show. We will be back again tomorrow. We will have our mailbag. So get those questions in. You can tweet them at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us, lockdownflyers at gmail.com. Uh, put something in our YouTube comments. We will get to them as we can. I am Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russum at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. You made us your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. From first round matchups to each Stanley Cup final game, Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear all the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day, everyone.